0: Spirit of the living God, you who spoke your word and the invisible became visible. Let the word of you be established in our hearts and in your church. The Father, our lives shall honor you and our lives shall please you In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 God bless you. Last week, I began talking briefly about the message that I entitled, One Thing is Needed. Amen. Amen. And I want to conclude it today, and I spent some time on this, talking about the fact that whenever we say one thing is needed, it means that... In the absence of that one thing, everything else is void. If this one thing is needed and you don't add it, then it's like you've cooked a certain meal, but what is needed is salt. If that thing is not added, it is food all right. But it loses its ability to fulfill or satisfy you. Can I say that again? Because if the food does not have any salt in it, eating it will be difficult. True of us, unless you have um, an issue where you can't eat salt, and you become accustomed to it. But naturally, there is value in adding salt to the food. So when we spoke about this last week, that one thing is needed. It is necessary for us as children of God that we really pay close attention to what Jesus Christ expects us to learn from. What is that one thing that I need? That I can have everything, but if I don't have this, it is not complete. Amen. So we took our scriptures from the gospel of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 verses 38 to 42. And I read. He said, now it happened as they went that, as they went, that he entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And verses 42, 41. It's worried and troubled to her. Mother, mother. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Tell your neighbor, one thing is needed. One thing is needed. needed. And Mary. And Mary. Mary Mary Has chosen. chosen that That good part. Which is not. Be taken away from her. Hallelujah. In the, the natural sense, this, of course, deals with some way, somehow, really about service. And we understand that we are dealing with hallowed be thy name in service. And mother was serving, all right. Mother and Mary had received Jesus Christ into their house. Now, it says that Martha was serving much. Means that because Jesus is a very popular man, everywhere he goes, people follow. So I can only imagine the magnitude of people that were in the camp or in the house of Martha and Mary. And Martha was busy serving. But as Martha was serving and she realized that her sister Mary was not addressing or doing the same thing with her, she became very upset about it and addressed the issue with Jesus and complained to Jesus. And in the midst of the complaint, Jesus Christ said, Martha, you worry much, but one thing is needed. And that thing is what Mary has chosen Ah, can I get a church here? Amen. You may ask yourself, because I want to really take the time today to break it down So I end on this topic for the past two day, weeks, is that is, was the service that Martha was operating at or what the service that Martha was offering, was it something that was not good in the sight of God? Jesus Christ... Uphold service. He expects us to what? Serve. As a matter of fact, if you go to the Gospel of Mark chapter 10, verses 35 all the way down to 45, verses 43, Jesus Christ highlights something that was very profound and very powerful in our lives today. He says, Yet it shall not be so among you, But whoever desire to become great among you shall be your, what, servant. And whoever of you desire to be the first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. So when it comes to serving, Jesus Christ is the perfect exemplar. So then you are asking yourself, then what did Martha miss? Because some way, somehow, Martha went to complain for the lack of service from Mary. But Jesus Christ said, one thing, one thing is needed. And that thing is what Mary has chosen. But there is something that needs to be added to service for service to be complete. Amen. But you see, you can go about to do all sorts of things, but if you are missing that one thing, it is still what? Incomplete. Because service here, what I just read in the gospel of Mark, tells us that our greatness is hidden in service. Yeah. We have so many Christians, I always say this, that when it comes to our everyday job, if we had to be called to the office and our managers ask us, listen, I want to give you this promotion. I want to give you this position. Most of us would say, the Lord has made a way. (laughs) And you start to sing. And you even get on the knees in your, your, your boss's office because the Lord has answered your prayer because you have moved from one position to another position. But when it comes to serving God, we have the biggest hindrance. That is where we see our weakness. Like Moses. I can't talk. Mm-hmm. Can I preach to the church here? So there is something about service that, that Martha missed. She was serving all right. But she missed something. And that is what, to me as a child of God, to me as a believer, it is scary that after all this stuff that sometimes we find ourselves doing, still missing that one thing. Yeah. You can go out and feed the homeless. You can go out and do all sorts of things. But if you are missing that one thing, It is still incomplete. Am I teaching something here? So what is that one thing? And I talked about it briefly last week. Briefly. But the one thing that Mary caught really was the fact that she sat at Jesus Christ's feet to listen to the word of God. So true service is serving God through the faith in his word. If you are serving, what differentiates your service from the service of that who is an unbeliever has to be that your service has to be rooted out of your faith in God's word. Can I I say that again? Your service to God, what differentiates your service to God has to be that your service has to be generated out of your faith in God's word. Can I say that again? You can act as if you are serving. But if it's not coming from your faith in God's word, then you are only serving on a temporary basis. And that is what is destroying the church of God now. People don't want to serve because they know that when they serve, they become um, um, a a, a, a target. So because I don't want my feelings to be hurt, I would rather not serve. Can I get an amen here? Because I don't want to deal with all the things that human beings brings with. I would rather not serve. So we are living a life now that the children of God has made their mind not to what? Serve. And some we may be serving, but not serving out of the faith in God's word. Because if you serve from the faith in God's word, then your service is not depending upon what you may face. Because the Bible says that all things will pass away. But the word of God will so remain. It means that if you can serve by your faith in his word, that this is what the Lord has said concerning me, that it does not matter what somebody does. You are not moved in your service by what you see. You are not moved by what you hear. You serve God irrespective of what is around you. Your service comes out of your faith in God's word. Am I teaching the church something here? John chapter 12, verses 26. you serve through his word. It says, "If any man, if anyone serves me, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will also what be. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor." There are two things that we need to learn here. If anyone serves me, so Jesus Christ has given us the platform of what that needs to look like. If anyone decides to serve Him, what should happen? Follow Him. That is number one. And how do you follow the Lord? By His word. By what? His word. So, If I follow the word of, if I follow God and I serve God by his word, and the word of God is not something that is dear to me, then what am I following? My service becomes only a time of serving. But it does not bring any honor to the Father. You see, he did not differentiate. He said, if any man serves me, let him follow me. And likewise, he went back and said, if any man serves me, still the same man. Because it boils down to the man that serves. The man that serves needs to have two components of characters. One is to be able to follow him. And the way you follow him is by what? His word. The second is is to be able to be honored by the father. You get my point? And how do you honor the Father? By the obedience or the faith in His Word. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You get my point here. So, if you want to serve God, and the Word of God is not rooted in you, or you are not submissive to the Word of God, you are not letting the Word of God guide your steps, that you are serving alright, but the end result is just your time of service. But we want to be able to serve God and see a result out of our service. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what I want us to get today. Tell neighbor one thing that I need. One thing that is needed. Mary got it. Mary got it. Mary got it because when Jesus Christ was present in their house, it was no longer about anything else, but it was about God's first. Mary got it. Peter was a fisherman. I spoke about this last week. He was a skilled, experienced fisherman. And he has toiled all night. And he has caught no fish. And Jesus stepped into his boat. And he said, let down your net. And he made an excuse that they have not caught any fish. But Peter suddenly said, by your word. My God, I wish I had a church here. Peter said, by your word. It is no longer about my experience, but it's about your word. Can I go here? Can I go here? Sometimes we serve God based on our experience, and we depend on our experience. But as far as I'm concerned, your experience will fill you. Your experience cannot take you far, but by his word. If you serve God in his word, then it does not matter what you have not caught yet. By his word, you will catch all the fishes you need. By his word, you will receive the promises of God. By his word. If you can acknowledge him and serve him by his word. It's about time we, we step away from serving God because I got this experience. Years back, I remember somebody somebody came to me and said, Pastor, you know, I've received a word. You gotta let me preach. I gotta preach this word. God does not work that way. That always and because you have received something that has hit your spirit, the purpose should be given for you to preach to everybody else. The question you ask yourself first, are you living by this word? I always tell people when they come to marriage counsel, I said, you can only preach what you have experienced. Correct? Okay. So if you have not experienced salvation, can you preach salvation? No. The reason why I can preach salvation, because once I was lost... But now I'm saved by grace. The reason why I can preach about the mercy of God. Because once I was forgotten. But he found me. You see, you can only preach what you have experienced. If you have not experienced mercy, you cannot preach mercy. That is why to validate your your life as a preacher. Before you come to study, you ask yourself this word, before you come to preach to the people, how have you lived it? How are you working with it? I love, I love telling people about the word of God. Hear me, I'm not, I'm not done. I'm not done with you. Because I I want you to understand this. Hallelujah. Yeah, we, 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 it is, it is a desire of my heart that I pray to God. That this church shall not become just any church that just say that, you know, we, yes, we go to church. Listen, we need to see results of the life of a believer. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Your life needs to reflect truly who a believer is. So then how are, we, how are we able to be rooted in service by God's word? The first thing I want us to talk about is to get rid of the mind of the outer court and remain in the mind of the inner court. You can write that down, those who are taking notes. Get rid of the mind of the outer court and remain in the mind of the inner court. What is Pastor saying here? Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 21. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read everything. But I want to share something with you briefly. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12. To 21. He says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. One thing that I do Oh, say it with me, one thing that I want. One thing that I want. What did they do? He says, One thing that I do is forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are what? Ahead. What is ahead? The inner God, Jesus Christ, came onto this earth to die for us, and as his resurrection, the curtain was broken into two. Amen. We need to step out of enjoying the outer courts. Of the temple. And remain in the inner court. Inner sanctuary. Because it is the inner sanctuary. Where the presence of God dwells. We need to live a life. Whereby the presence of God dwells upon us. Day after day. You see the outer court. In our time now. are when we come to church. Pay our offering. Sometimes our tithes. We praise when we feel like praising. We sing when the song is right for us to sing, and then we leave just as we came in. But in the inner court, where the presence of God is, the Bible says that there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is liberty. So because I am in the presence of God, nothing can hold me back. Because I'm in the presence of God, not my torment, not my situation uh, can hold me back. I am not moved by what I'm experiencing. Uh, I'm not moved by my only little strength uh, because I am in the presence of Yahweh. Amen. The presence of Yahweh. Amen. We need to stop remaining in the outer court. Mm. The outer court. If that was the only thing, Jesus Christ did not need to come to die. But because he wanted to get us into the inner court, he had to come die and share his blood for us. And because of that, you and I can come before the Father with boldness. Hallelujah. The second point is to clinch on the word clinch on the word of god Joshua chapter 1 verses 8 to 9 It says This book of the law shall not depart from you your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe you, you may observe to do according to all that is written in it For then you will make your way prosperous Study what the Lord said, verses eight, part B. (laughs) But you may observe to do according to all that is what written in it. And what does it say next? For then thou shall make. That way, what? Prosperous. How are you becoming prosperous? You see, he didn't say that I will even come to make you prosperous. So the translation said that you shall then become prosperous as long as you're able to uphold God by his word. Because you are walking in the word. The prosperity you need comes forth. Whatever you need comes forth. If you are able to hold on to the word of God. If the word of God is rooted in you. You don't need somebody to prophesy over your life. That it shall be well with your soul. You don't need somebody to prophesy over, over your life that this and this and this will happen in your life. If the word of God is in you, then by virtue of the word, the Bible said the word of God is living and active. It means that every day, every moment you read this word, the word of God is alive. And it's actively engaged in your life. It is actively engaged in doing something in your life. It is unlocking doors in your life. It is shutting doors in your life. It is creating ways in your life. Let, let me tell you, man. He says that, he says, uh, for then you will make your ways prosperous. Huh? And then you will have good, good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. Hear this. For the Lord your God is with you wherever, what? Wherever, what? Now, God has shown me something that I have been, I'm out of words with. Wherever you go, I used to think it was only about your physical being, Have to be there. And when your physical being is there, then he's also then going to be there. But I came to realize to hallowed the Lord through your service by obeying his word you don't need your physical body to be at a certain place. This is what the Lord was teaching me last night because I want to talk about my testimony. Listen. Most of you know I'm in the critical care, you know, you know, field. And in this field, there are levels upon levels. And there is a, a level that is the top-notch level. And these are the people that I call them the elite. The, 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 the super smart people. The people that have done research upon research. The people that tell us what medicine is good and what medicine is not is not good for this this issue. You get my point. And beginning this year, the Lord laid it upon my spirit that I should apply for that. And I had to look at myself. And I said, God, I don't, I don't, I I myself basically was almost ready to disqualify myself. But I said that because you have said it, I will do it. And I applied. And I applied. And I know very well, I gave my application to other people to review. Those who are in the medical field and those who've been doctors and stuff, you know what I'm talking about here. And and people reviewed it. And some people said, no, man, it ain't your time. Some people said, it's okay. Just go and see. I know physically, in my own life, people that I have worked with, doctors upon doctors, that has applied for this college, or the induction of being a fellow, and they have been rejected. And then Friday came, and a certain woman emailed me that I had just encountered briefly when I was in San Diego. And she said, call me. call me. This is my cell number as soon as possible. I said, Jesus. I said, this woman was very nice to me. So maybe she probably knows about this whole thing. So then she told me that she was, you know, she's part of the, 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 the panel that makes decisions. And in my mind, I knew that she's probably trying to be nice to me. And tell me that you've been rejected. However, don't give up. You're a very good guy. Try again next time. I mean, I had the script all in my mind. I had it in my mind, ready to just accept the fact that he's going to try to comfort me. And then when I called her up, she said, Kwame, I just want to let you know. Don't say this, but... But I'm saying it in my church. Yeah. You are being inducted into the fellow of critical care medicine. Now, now, hear me. That is not a testimony. That's not a testimony. Yeah. That's not a testimony. This is the testimony. She said, Kwame, you know, we spend, like, like, hours on people Reviewing their you stuff. When your name was called, hear this. She said, when your name was called, I stood up to speak for you. That's not even the testimony. But she said, as I was speaking, another doctor stood up and started to say, yes, this guy deserves it. And somebody else started to stand up to say, yes, this guy deserves it. You see, I I don't even know these people from Adam. I don't know where they are from. I don't know who is all on the panel. But he says, she said, when your name was mentioned, you see, when you hold on to the Lord that you serve, you don't need to be somewhere for something to happen. But when your name is mentioned, because of the favor of God that is upon your life. We make the impossible possible. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I I remember I was I was crying in my in my in my life because when I look at the people I even work with, the surgeons that I work with that have even tried and have not made it, and, and and where I am from, and my limitation of life, uh, my limitation of experience, and my one time of applying, God can cause. The name of Yahweh. To make the impossible possible. I am not preaching about something I don't know. But I'm preaching about holding on to this word. She said when your name was mentioned. I'm not sure if they heard the entire name. (laughs) Because Kwame Asante Kwame Wate tells you that this guy is not... It's not there. His English is even in a second language. But what man sees as limitation, God uses to glorify himself. Listen, I give every glory to Yahweh. Because that day, when I walk on that stage to be inducted, all that I know my Redeemer lives. Some of the things that I have gone through in my profession, some of the rejection I have faced, some of the backstabbing I have faced, people that I trusted, Wash their hands away from me. Mm-hmm. Things that I've not said mm-hmm. was said I have said it. Mm-hmm. And if God can carry me. Amen. <laughs> My, I have to finish this. This is the last point. I said the first point is what? For this first point. Get rid of the mind of the outer court and remain in the inner t- court. The second point is what? Cling onto the word. The third point the the third point act upon the word. Act upon what? The word. Act upon what? The word. First Kings chapter 17, as I'm coming to an end. Verses 12 to 12, 16. This was when Elijah has encountered a woman who said she is going to prepare her last meal to, with, her, with her son and to die. She already knew her end. She has written. About her end I don't know what end you have written about yourself but when you act upon the word that end changes to bring glory to God so what do we see here the Bible says in that very place that Elijah said go and prepare me something to eat and the woman said all that I have is what I'm preparing for myself and my son to eat and Elijah said, go and do likewise as you have said. Elijah did not rebuke her message. She said, go and do likewise. Correct? Oh, am I, am I saying it here? Verse says, he says, go and Elijah said unto her, fear not, go and do as thou hast said. What did she say? Oh, come on, help me so I can end the message. Correct. And she said, go and do what you have said. But hear this. But make me therefore a little kick first before you go and do what you want to do. Go and do what I'm telling you First martha missed it before you go about serving people go and sit at the feet of jesus christ first before you go about complaining that nobody's helping you in this field you have been doing all the work by yourself go and sit at the feet of jesus christ first because when you are sitting at the feet of jesus you come out of the feet of jesus and you are not worried about what people are doing or not doing. When you come from the feet of Jesus, he make the provision. So the Bible says that the woman went and did likewise. And when she came back and gave the prophet the cake, the Bible said the flower never ceased in her house. I came to announce to somebody, if you can hold on to the word of God and serve God diligently, The blessings of God will never cease. Will never cease. There is blessing in serving God. Bottom line. Nobody will serve God whereby God does not bless that person. The word of God says it. He says you will not leave your house to follow me and I don't bless you. There is blessing in serving. But if the church will be willing to serve God. Even if it's just sweeping. But as you are sweeping. Let the word of the Lord generate your sweep. As you are, you are singing. God bless my nephew today for the worship you are, you are backing. God bless you. But as you are doing it, let the word of God move you. I have tasted and I've seen that this God, I don't serve you because you give me anything. But I serve you through serving my God. And he says, she says, when your name was mentioned, I wish someone would hold on to that faith. That when your name is mentioned. You don't have to be there. But wherever your name is mentioned. God says I will be there. And all I need. Is God to be there. I cannot be everywhere. But God can. If you can genuinely serve him. Wholeheartedly. Serve him through your worship. Serve him through your lifestyle. Serve him through everything that you do. Through his word. You will see the blessings that will follow. Goodness and mercy shall follow you. What are you struggling about? What are you worried about? Don't be like mother that is worried about everything. Because all I know is that when I serve my father... He shows up. And I don't know what he's going to do, but I just know he shows up. Please rise on your feet. Just lift up your voice of prayer. That may the Lord Almighty have his way in your hearts. May the grace of the Lord enable you in your heart of service.